Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 65 and I am your co-host, Nigel. I am Tazzy, content creator, gaming influencer and co-host. And our guest for this episode, we are welcoming back the founder of Melanin Gamers, Annabelle. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, you are one of our uh, leading guest appearance uh, <laughs> people. Again, we don't have the leaderboard. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna work on that and get like a leaderboard of appearances. But if you're up there, but if we did, I'd be at the top. I think you would be. Tried. I think I think it's like <laughs> you and Bex are like uh, are right up there. You might be tied, but we'll uh, we'll sort that out. <laughs> like we'll figure that out. As usual, you can subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also send us feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com in our Discord or on social media. We are at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram, or at Tazzy on both. As usual, we are going to get started with what's happening in the Myamada universe. So there's a few things happening. We're kind of in that uh, everything's getting brighter uh, outside. Uh, restrictions are being lifted and we're able to do more stuff, basically. So we've got a few things uh, coming over the next few months. Uh, on the manga side of things, uh, we are still working on the latest uh, series Through the Fog. Pre-orders are available on the My Matter website right now, and we are aiming for a mid-June release. Uh, hopefully that ties in really well with the lifting of lockdown restrictions and social distancing in the UK, which as of recording, we are still on course for, because you can never sort of count things too early uh, as we've seen over the past year, but that is the aim. So we're going to be sharing uh, exclusive early progress of the artwork with Kickstarter backers and Studio 77 members. Uh, we'll also be sharing sneak peeks as everything comes together on social media. So make sure you are following us or you're in uh, our Discord or some kind of channel and you'll be able to see concept art, sketch pages and things like that as it comes together. Next month, we are going to be doing a mid-season live stream chat with uh, myself, Tazzy, um, and the My Matter team. So Penali, our illustrator, Lau, co-founder, and Lara Lee, story editor, on Saturday, the 12th of June. So that will be an opportunity for us to talk more about the story, about the characters and other things that are happening story-wise with My Matter. And it'll also be an opportunity for anyone who's following us and interested in the stories we make to ask questions of the creative team. So yeah, put that in your calendars. We'll be announcing more in the coming weeks. Over on the video game side, uh, this month, in fact, this week, in fact, today, if you're listening to this as this podcast episode comes out, uh, we're doing a cosplay panel as part of this month's Studio 77 activities. So we have a number of cos uh, cosplayers um, talking about the, the craft, their journeys, and yeah just like stories and advice for aspiring cosplayers so the vod will be up for 14 days and studio 77 members will be able to watch for the lifetime of their membership so we'll have that uh, up for you as well also in may we're going to be playing fortnite i for the first time um i've i've heard a lot about <laughs> this game so we're going to see what happens. Uh, we're going to be playing with Studio 77 members uh, on our Twitch. Uh, so we're going to be live streaming that fun. Tazzy has played 
a, a bit as I understand. I think I'm the only one who hasn't hasn't played this, but you can watch us Thursday the 27th from 7 p.m. and just see what happens. You can also, for, for an idea of how this goes, you can check out the highlights from our Roblox games night, where I also played Roblox for the first time. Uh, there's a bit of a trend here you might uh, notice. So yeah, you can Michael see how that... Nigel plays. <laughs> 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 Nigel discovers games that everyone has been playing for years and years. Or whatever you said, that was much sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, check that out. And we've got a new Gamepad online event. So our summer event is coming on the 10th of July. We'll be live on Twitch and maybe other platforms. Still haven't worked that out. Uh, as usual, uh, we'll be bringing uh, Friendly Fire competition, industry interviews, uh, and some giveaways. We're going to be sprinkling in there, uh, all hosted by Tazzy. Tickets are free, and we'll be doing a new artwork uh, to mark the event. Uh, high-res versions go into a Discord community, and one lucky ticket holder will get a printed canvas version of that artwork. Uh, so I mentioned Tazzy. And before we get to talk stories, just wanted to mention uh, Tazzy's news, which you might already know if you've been following Tazzy, but maybe uh, you don't know. So Tazzy, tell us what your news is. Um, so I recently became games game and influencer for Xbox. That's that's the news. It's all that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all very exciting. If you wanna wanna know more, um, you can follow me at Tazzy on twitter and instagram um and then i have links to like the information about it <laughs> amazing i'll just put a, a an audience clap thing here congratulations <laughs> thank you so that's all the news that we have from the Maya universe so far uh let's talk about everyone's story of the week Yeah, so this is the part where we get into a spoiler-free discussion about the stories everyone has been reading, watching, or playing. So we'll start with Annabelle. What have I been playing? I've been playing... Of course I've been playing Apex. That's just the standard. That's like breathing. <laughs> we expect that now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think every time I come on here, I talk about Apex. I really should start getting paid for it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> ambassador. then i've been i have been playing horizon zero dawn it's a game that's been on my you know you have that backlog where it's just like you'll get to it one day well that started last week that was the day i started i decided to make it that day so horizon zero dawn i've i've really really been enjoying it and i just wondered why i waited so long because it's it's been really fun and i just like the mechanics of the game and the story as well I can't, I haven't finished it, but I definitely recommend it from, I've played about, I think about 12 hours of gameplay and it's just been really fun. I love the open world and the character, Aloy, so. Mm -hmm. I have heard nothing but good things from the game. I've played a tiny, teeny bit myself, but well done for getting to your backlog as well. <laughs> it's hard. That backlog is a real thing and it's uh, imposing. For sure. Yeah. I have recently started watching Tiger and Bunny. It's currently on Netflix, and I absolutely am loving this anime. It's like it's based around superheroes, and the thing that I would say it's most similar to is Hero Academia. 
but with adults is kind of the closest thing. I wanted to watch this ages ago and just didn't get to it. Yeah. Um, I definitely recommend it, especially if you're a little little fatigued from watching teenagers in anime. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely like one that's like, oh okay, yeah, we can we can tell stories about adults. Um But isn't the main character a teenager? No, the main character is is a an uh sort of like I don't know how old he is exactly. But I feel like he's late twenties, early thirties. Oh right, okay. Because he's referred to as the old man of. Oh right! Wow. <laughs> but in anime, that's for like twenty-five. I don't know. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hard to gauge, but he, he has a kid, and he has real-world like adult problems. Oh. Right. Well, <laughs> so, he's older than me then, because I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> so and then even the so. Tiger is the older one, and then Bunny is the younger one of the pair. And even Bunny, I feel like Bunny's a lot younger. It's always hard to gauge actual age, but he's left school. <laughs> he's at least that old. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just the interesting dynamic between, like, sort of like who's supposed to be the kind of veteran and the newbie, like the fresh blood. And there's this really cool dynamic between the two main characters and then the the rest of the heroes it's definitely a fun watch but yeah it's it's a really good one i'm really enjoying it and i really want more anime like this (laughs) and then yuzuki i'm halfway through which is the story of the black samurai but it's like it's got everything anime in it and the, the the music is like epic in it absolutely epic is this inspired by a true story? I feel someone yes. told me that. Yeah, it is inspired by a true story, but it's completely anim- anim- animified. I don't know. Anim- <laughs> An- animeified. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's the word you were looking for. That I just made yes, up. A very technical term. Um, <laughs> uh, so it's got like everything you kind of want want in an anime. You got you got action. You got mechs. <laughs> You've got samurai, you got like powers kind of thing. So it's like it's very, very cool and like just the music for it is amazing. And you it's one way you don't you don't skip the intro for because you want to listen to it. Okay. That's big big talk because uh that is what Netflix is for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, no, I'm not pressing skip. How dare you suggest to press skip for me? Yeah, though I it's a short one as well, but I'm halfway through. Um started watching it with a friend. And like we really, 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 really enjoyed it. And highly, highly recommend. So yeah, Nigel, what about you? So I've been reading some comics. Uh, I've been trying to get back into actually reading uh, comics because uh went on a bit of a hiatus over sort of <laughs> over this whole pandemic period um but i started with deadly class which is a story by uh, rick remender who's done uh, a bunch of stuff in marvel some of my other favorite stories like uh black science and others that are escaping my memory and i but he's really really good writer and there's a really good team on this so this is a story about a a kid called marcus and it's set in set in the 1980s and he starts off as this 
homeless kid. His um, parents have uh, were killed, um, sort of almost like random, yeah, randomly and really uh, tragically. But he's <laughs> he's come to blame Ronald Reagan for the death of his parents. Won't go into all of why uh, that is, but he finds himself recruited into a school for assassins, uh, which is a really interesting premise for the story. And it it kind of has all the the dynamics of a school-based story, but with way deadlier stakes. <laughs> so you've got the sort of the new kid, the outsider, fitting into a school with different cliques. But in this case, the cliques are all children from high-profile families that have been sent to the school to learn how to kill professionally. <laughs> so that there's that. So yeah, he's got to sort of navigate that, find his place, and sort of go on this uh, mission. So you've got this idea of, like I say, different cliques, like the school bully uh, given tasks by, in this case, again, uh, assassination, so... Um, murder, killing, that kind of thing. Um, so it's not a sort of, it's not a story for kids, but it is, uh, yeah, it's a really good, uh, really good story. So I'm enjoying it. I've actually read it before, but I recently bought volume seven, then realized it's been so long since I'd read the story. I may as well just start from the beginning and, and catch up. So that's what I'm doing. Starting with one and then going through to read the volume I actually bought. Um, uh, a few weeks ago. Mm, um, I think you've brought up Deadly Cast before. Yeah, I probably like, have. And I feel like I should talk more about comics uh, on the show since uh, I do make comics. But yeah, I'm gonna make that a uh, 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 we quarter into the year year's resolution. I'm gonna try and talk <laughs> more about comics. So uh, yeah, Deadly Class is what I'm starting with, and I will uh, update as I uh, read more titles. The other thing uh, I wanted to touch on and I have mentioned this more recently on the show is Black Lagoon because I just finished it and really what I want to say is by the way Tazzy because you were the one who kind of inadvertently recommended this to me have you seen the whole thing mm -hmm. yeah I've seen yeah I've seen all of it okay cool so I I love this show like I really enjoyed the premise the characters but I had some issues. So because this is a non-spoiler thing, I'm not going to uh, talk too much about this, but I will say the first two seasons are great and I I enjoy it. I like the characters. Like I said, I've talked about Revy. Um, Revy as a character, and particularly her relationship with Rock, just in terms of ideals and clash of ideals. That third season, those five episodes... I checked out so quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how you felt, but I have, you know, have you, once upon a time when we go to like, you know, you go to a hotel and, you know, you get your reservation. Yeah, it used to be like, you might have to watch a documentary about it, but so people, like people <laughs> did that. Ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, black, you'll, be, you'll be in black and black and white and everything. So, but definitely there was a period of time where you, you go to a hotel uh, and you, you know, you check in you have your fun and you'd have to leave and sometimes i know i did this where on the day you had to leave you'd, you'd wake up quite late and you know the, the time you had to leave was like quite early in the morning it was like 10 or 11 and you 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 know i might have forgot my alarm i might have had to dash out of bed eat shower pack my bags and rush out to check out 
that is how quickly I checked out of this show. Like that level of urgency. I don't know. It's not even that it was, I don't know if it was bad or not. I just, they, it was very weird. It was like, I was watching it. I was like, is this even the same show? It was like, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to spoil too much of what happens because what happens in this, in that, you know, I think it's five episodes of a uh, season three sort of relates back to the previous two seasons but there were a few things where just characters were just did not feel the same they were it felt like they were acting out of character and they did that that thing that for me uh, I've talked about before but anime and manga does but quite often gets away with but sometimes I just can't ignore it and it's like exposition where characters just explain and answer questions that weren't asked just to get information out and just they seem to do that a lot more in this and then the other thing I, I realized and this is actually over the course of the uh of the show that the character Dutch who starts off quite prominent I felt was like sidelined almost completely by the end which mm-hmm. I don't uh kind of uh, impugn any motives on why but <laughs> I just noticed that that he he started off strong and then as a character his, his role in the story just went way uh smaller so that was yeah. a shame so that's mm. my mini rant and <laughs> thoughts there a lot of people feel very similar to you about that that last oh okay that i'm glad i'm not the only yeah. one yes yeah, so like i i i don't feel like quite as strongly as most people do okay. about it but i completely understand why people feel like that yeah why people completely check out and really i mean i still enjoyed it but you, that's like my tagline right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's true <laughs> yeah i mean it was it was fine i mean for a show like if there was a different show and this is what it was then fine like i don't think it was bad but just for the show that i'd been watching it just felt like a almost like a bait and switch mm. did you sort of like continue watching that last season sort of at the same pace you'd been watching the first two so kind of like went into it because i know you don't binge no uh, but, <laughs> so i almost i almost had to and, it, and the other thing is that they the episodes got longer so it just helped it helped it feel dragged out but um i wanted to finish it just because i'm stubborn i'm like i've started it uh, and i also knew i was going to bring it up on a podcast so i was like just on the off chance that somehow they turn this around let me not go and rant when you you'll say like oh but the last two episodes are uh da, da, da. so no i can mm. confidently say like no <laughs> something was wrong with that last one but um so it was it was partly fueled by the knowledge that i was going to speak about it that i pursued i would have watched it anyway just because it was only five episodes and i i had stuck through it that far but yeah i was just a little disappointed it wasn't quite game of thrones level <laughs> of uh of sour endings but just for what had come before I was disappointed to uh, to watch that. I mean, nothing is Game of Thrones ending. That's no, just like the unique. pinnacle of <laughs> diabolical <laughs> spit in my face. I know. Don't what? respect me as a viewer. Kind of ending. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Black Lagoon, you didn't hit that. So that's good. But uh, something something went wrong. But yeah, so that is what uh, I've been watching. Those are some of the stories that we have been uh, enjoying or not, if you're me. Now let's get to our main story discussion. And today we're going to be talking about Batman The Killing Joke, which is the 2016 animated comic book thriller produced by DC and Warner Brothers Animation 
based on what is considered to be both a classic graphic novel and the definitive Joker story, The Killing Joke, by Alan Moore and Brian Bolland. So spoiler alert for, for both, for the comic, for the animation, because they're pretty much the same story. Um, we are going to be talking in depth about that story. I will do a recap of the story, but before I do that, I want to get overall impressions from each person and then we'll get into it. So starting with our guest, Annabelle, what did you think? What were your overall thoughts about this story? I mean, obviously you have to take what I say with a pinch of salt because I'm a decent stan. Oh yeah, of course. People <laughs> might not know that, but yeah, that as, as stated, it's not a lie. So go ahead. <laughs> in one word, perfection. If I could sum it up in one word, I think it's just what we do best at DC. I say we as the right <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> that's fine. That's cool. Take ownership of that. <laughs> at DC, you know, where I work, full-time job. Um, it's just a gritty um, novel. And I love, I know that the Joker doesn't have an origin story per se. That's like what's known, you know, because it's, has different origin stories but this one was really interesting to me it touched upon red hood who i i I love the character of red hood so much and how they sort of use that and manipulated the story and it's it's almost like you don't believe it and i know it's the the ending is quite controversial because it's um it's ambiguous this is my like first thoughts i feel like i'm deep diving into it but is it did did batman kill him you know and that that laugh at the end that it's just very and it has one of my favorite quotes where it's um where he's talking about just emergency exit to madness. I love it. It's just <laughs> such a, I just it, I just I rec- I highly recommend it to everyone. <laughs> okay. Uh Tazzy, how do you feel? I feel like I should have watched it twice before the podcast because I feel like I enjoyed it. I want to say that first. Um <laughs> But I just feel like I didn't like really get like a full grasp on it. If that okay, makes sense. I get that. Yeah. Like I feel like I need I need more I need to like absorb it more. But the thing that like I really liked about it as well is just just the like the, the Batman Joker like relationship that this really sort of is about. Mm. <laughs> For me anyway. But yeah. But you felt like you had to maybe digest it a bit because there's a lot of it's very because um, you know Batman and Joker their relationship and or their sort of conflict is not necessarily physical it's very much ideals and I feel this like mm. really goes into that. Mm. So I uh, bef- so before I watched it so I'd already read the uh, the graphic novel uh, a couple times and I thought I knew what I was going to say uh, so. I have two two parts. So the part of the animation that covers the graphic novel is great, but I do have some kind of caveats. The part before, uh, and there's a big question mark for me, so I'm going to talk a bit more about that. But like you say, Tazi, I, I really like Batman is one of my favorites and the relationship between him and the Joker on those ideals. I feel they fit, those two fit so well for each other. And I've spoken about this on a previous episode or some video or something that I've done where Joker is like the perfect antagonist for this protagonist. Like they fit together. And in terms of like story and the idea of exploring ideas and themes through story, just like, yeah, this does that. 
so well. But yeah, some of the things in animation <laughs> I'm going to uh, come back to. But before I do that, let me recap the story. So this is a story that takes us to Gotham City, where Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl, fails to stop a robbery led by Paris Franz, the nephew of a powerful mob boss who develops an obsession with Barbara. After Franz tricks Barbara, Batman takes her off the robbery case. Outraged, Batgirl attacks Batman, which leads to them having sex on the roof. Right there. Batgirl later tries to apologise to Batman, but he is ambushed by Franz. She arrives to help and overpowers Franz, giving him a beating and stopping just short of killing him. She later retires from crime fighting, and so ends the prologue. Later, Batman investigates a murder scene and concludes the Joker to be behind the crime. He goes to Arkham Asylum to talk to him, only to discover the Joker has escaped and put a decoy in his place. Joker attacks Barbara and her father, Commissioner James Gordon, in their home. He shoots and paralyzes Barbara from the waist down, then takes Gordon to an abandoned amusement park to torture him. We also see flashbacks of Joker's origin as a failed stand-up comedian. Desperate to support his pregnant wife, he agrees to help two criminals while dressed as the Red Hood. During the planning, the police inform him that his wife and unborn child have died in an accident. However, the criminals strong-arm him into keeping his commitment to the plot. So during the robbery, the criminals are gunned down and the comedian is confronted by Batman. He trips and falls into a chemical waste tank and is transformed into the Joker. Back in the present, Batman saves Gordon, who remains sane and demands that Batman capture the Joker by the book. Batman follows the Joker and later tries to persuade him that the world is just one joke and that one bad day is enough to drive any ordinary man insane. Batman subdues Joker and attempts to reach out to him. Joker declines, saying it is too late for him. He then says that the situation reminds him of a joke about two patients in an insane asylum who tried to escape by leaping over to the neighboring building. The first patient makes it across but the second patient is afraid that he will fall. The first patient gets an idea and says, hey, I got this flashlight with me. I'll just shine it across the gap between the buildings and you can walk across the beam and join me. But the second patient says, what do you think I am, crazy? You'll just turn it off when I'm halfway across. Batman and Joker then have a good laugh at the joke as police arrive. The Joker's laugh trails off while Batman continues to laugh, leaving the ending as ambiguous as in the comic the end so the first thing i wanted to uh, get is who has read if either of you have read the comic and how the animated adaptation compares like does it do the source material justice i i read the comic before i watched the animated i mean i do that with everything if there's a book out i'll read it before i watch the film i really enjoyed the the comic I did have a gripe with the animation in terms of Barbara and Amand's relationship and her sort of, you know, them having a relationship that turned physical. I, that, that, that really surprised me. I was like, hold on, wait, what? <laughs> and I, I actually had to go back to the comic because I was like, I don't remember this section. Yeah, no, I know, right? <laughs> so I went back to it. I was like, yeah, I knew I didn't make this up. I was just like, oh, I don't know if I liked it because... It made it made, and then she suddenly started getting like, "Oh, has he called me?" Has Feelings. like she became that girl? <laughs> yeah, I'm like she's a bad, she's a badass. 
she's beating up criminals, she's, you know, she's his equal. And then she just becomes sort of a needy little... And it, it didn't fit, it didn't feel right the way she suddenly turned like that when she sort of didn't care and was defying him. And Tazzy, have had you read the have you read the the comic before? I haven't read the comic, but like I feel the exact same way. I was, just before you continued, having not read the comic, did you know that that whole essentially why I said a prologue about Barbara isn't in the comic, and that was just for the animation? I had no idea, but I like okay. the, the same thing for me. I was, I was like, this feels so like just out of place. Yeah, like I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> And then you sort of like get into the the film and you're like, okay, cool. And like, it just seems to, even even as it gets, you know, sort of into the story, it's like, it it makes it, it, it stands out even more as like not fitting because you're like, where does this, what relevance did this have at any point? Exactly. I don't understand. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. It didn't add to the storyline either. It did not add to the storyline. So I felt like it wasn't necessary. What was the purpose of it? Like, in a man would have saved her regardless because she's back. So it wasn't like, just didn't make any sense to me in terms of as a plot feature. Didn't forward the plot. It didn't build up on her character. Well, kind of, it, it built down on her character, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. If anything, it took away. It took away from her, them building her up as like, she was fighting criminals. She was doing, she, you know, she was doing bits. And then suddenly she just, she's into Batman. And then, and then it's the afterwards as well. It wasn't just like let's just get on with it. Let's. She, she's like, oh, he doesn't like me. You don't care anyway. And should I call him? Like, what's happening to you? Like, like, that's all like quote unquote girl talk with her, with her colleague yeah. friend and the like. I feel like oh God, was such a problematic character for me as well. I felt yeah. like he was immature because he's also the 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 gay friend. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just like not that great and. You know I don't like to speak against DC. <laughs> I, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, people listening to understand how difficult this is <laughs> for Annabelle right now. Uh, so I, but I, I totally agree because I, and I'm, I'm not even joking when I say this. I, so as I started watching it, so I had read the comic. As I started watching the animation, I had to pause and check Wikipedia to make sure I was not watching the wrong thing for oh this my podcast. God, so did I. I did yeah, that as cause, well. Because it was like. <laughs> Like after five minutes, I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I've added a bit. But after like 15 minutes, I'm like, hold on, did I get the wrong thing here? Am I going to turn up to the podcast talking about a completely different story? And then I found out that, yeah, they'd added a whole prologue. So uh, for anyone who hasn't read the comic and has just seen the animation, everything before Batman visits Joker or thinking he's visits Joker in Arkham Asylum, has been added so that whole barbara plotline, and i totally agree it feels it just felt it felt weird anyway but the execution of how what they did with barbara's character is not it's not good um so yeah she's, she's essentially just made it out to be a plot device basically yeah, just like a, a relegated to batman's love interest when she's back she's a yeah. whole bat girl out here but she's now just another interest of <laughs> And he has a few as well. It's like a long line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that might get around a bit. That's true, yeah. He does. Batman yeah, Bruce Wayne is a bachelor. Like... <laughs> that, that reputation. Like, it, it felt so, so odd. Like, because the start felt like, I thought I was watching a Batgirl 
story, but you know, yeah. like when they do like a show from a female like superhero, mm. or, and then they make it, they like change it so that it's got like fit the kind of like mean girls quota, you know, <laughs> like you know, let's do manicures and talk about boys. Right, right. It's not necessary. First of all, who, who are you going to for that source material? Because that's not what girls talk about all day long. Let's just talk about and the, yeah. the gay best friend trope, not oh. a good idea. That was just why? Not necessary. So necessary at all. I'm like, who um, is this person? <laughs> 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 so to give some additional context because i i feel i understand why the effort why an effort was made um so there was a criticism of the original graphic novel because in the graphic novel the only kind of role barbara has is getting shot and then sort of having pictures uh taken of her to torture commissioner gordon so she receives like no character development other than this so i think as i understand there is um there's a couple reasons like that kind of backstory issue but then the feature length for the dc animated um films are about 75 minutes so i think what's happened is that the original story didn't have enough content to fill what is a standard time so they were faced with having to fill it with something and maybe seeing this issue with barbara thinking let's develop her backstory it just didn't <laughs> just didn't go right and um yeah yeah even like even um i i found a, a note from uh not a note from alan moore but uh, a story that that mentioned uh alan moore saying himself that he didn't think the original was a very good book to quote him and express regret about the barbara storyline and even the creators of the animation acknowledged that barbara is a plot device essentially only there to be hurt and motivate Batman's story, which is never a good, good kind of thing. So I think the story, the story itself, is great. It's just something that was potentially problematic, which is made even worse uh, in this animation. Before we do, oh, sorry, God. I was going to say before we move on from like the problematicness of this, I want to just like highlight another, like just another layer of just problematic way this was put out there because they could have easily just made Batgirl like admire Batman as a what's the word? Colleague. As a colleague and someone that, that you know as a teacher, you know. Oh yeah. yeah. To to. And then they made this like romantic interest. But not only did they do that, but her like antidote to her friend was like that he's the yoga instructor. So even then it's like creating this dynamic that he is he is her superior, which makes it even more more problematic. I was just like what? I was in because the way she pitched the story. Yeah. So then like now it's not just this love interest, but it's also like an unequal dynamic of like like he has he he has the control like in this <laughs> just makes batman look problematic just like this is just everything about this bit is so problematic but then it was so easily forgot once we actually got into the story yeah that, and that's what made it even like stand out even more it was essentially meaningless to the <laughs> to the actual story so like why did we why did we go through that and like barbara's 
could just naturally would like Batman would be naturally protective because it's his best friend's like daughter. <laughs> I, feel, mm. I feel like that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you don't need to add anything else there. Oh, but they did. So yeah, that's kind of where I had issues. So I, I that was the like main issue. My other not issue, but my other thought as I was watching the rest of the the actual story is I felt and Tazzy, I'd, I'd recommend it's kind of different. Well, I don't know how it, it it changes if you read one before watching or vice versa, but uh, I felt that the it's hard to do the original justice because it's one of those situations for me where the the story that was told in in comic form uh, to quote uh, Annabelle is close to perfection. And even just the act of adapting it almost reduces it for me. I don't know how you felt about that. Not that I, I had any, well, other than the barber stuff, but had an issue with the rest of the story. But I just felt like it, it wasn't equal to the original uh, source material. Like it didn't add anything uh, to that. And in some cases, uh, even took away. That was my thought. I, I actually, I did actually like the animated. When I first started watching it, well, we had to double check. We, we were, we did a, a yeah. like a movie night in the Discord to watch it. Oh, cool. And I was, I was actually getting interested in, I, I'm a fan of Batgirl. I cosplayed her at Comic-Con like two years ago. Um, so I like her story. So I was like, oh, well, they've added a bit of her story before it segued into a romance. I was like, this is maybe, <laughs> this could add to it. And so I thought that was a good idea before it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good idea like oh because it is important to you know who she is she's not just some girl who's shot who is being saved by batman she's batgirl you know? and that to me was like valid but i feel like they could have easily it could have been easily even better than the killing joke i mean the killing joke it's always hard to do these things because they're cult classics and you're, you're never gonna succeed really that well because it's just like it's the source material, like, you know, the fans are out of full force and no <laughs> one can do it justice, whatever, whatever director they got onto it. <laughs> but they did a, I think they did a pretty good job and I liked seeing it animated. I, I sometimes like, I'm always for the book because I love books, but I did actually enjoy it outside of the whole romance thing. Yeah, and also I did, it's not to say I didn't enjoy the animation. It, uh, I guess it's, um, it's just that, that, consideration about like adapting things and how do you do it but yeah i did like the animation it's, it reminded me that like different mediums have their particular sort of advantages and i think we've spoken about this uh we did an episode about i think specifically anime adaptations but you know a lot of what we talked about in fact we had that was a, another melanin gamers uh episode um we had, <laughs> yeah um always dc when i'm here yeah, we talked about that and we, yeah, we did talk about the advantages that particular mediums have. And I think, uh, I'm testing my memory, but I believe someone, if not myself, mentioned that the idea that if you're going to change something or adapt something, then making use of what that medium can do. And I guess that's what I was looking for, but I did like seeing it animated um, in that. So yeah, I just thought I'd uh, mention that because that was just an interesting thing as watching it having read the original story so i definitely recommend anyone who hasn't read it uh it's definitely still worth reading uh, and you get less of that barbara um sort of drama <laughs> stuff if uh that's a sell if nothing else but this is joker 
this is Joker's story. So I feel we should talk about the characters in particular, uh, Joker. So we have discussed uh, Barbara. Batman is Batman. Um, you know what you're getting uh, with him. <laughs> the interesting person here is Joker, both for his depiction in the current day of the story and sort of what he does, uh, which is the the story, but also the use of flashbacks to give him a backstory, which we don't get from the Joker. And I'll start with the flashbacks because it almost made him a more sympathetic character. And uh, I guess I'll start with like Tazzy's. How did you, how did you feel about seeing Joker represented like that way, uh, trying to give him sort of almost like a, a reason for the way he is rather than just present the Joker that we already know? So the like whole his like wife and unborn child thing. I don't know, it felt kinda odd to me. Because like it's the Joker and you don't expect that or just it the story itself. The story itself and like even when you know the flashbacks and we get and he is talking about he is talk he's talking to his wife, he already seems like the Joker. <laughs> so I, I like I don't have a sense of like, oh, this gives him more of a reason for being him. I'm like, he already he already kind of seems like it. He's already on the edge. He's already on the edge, and he's already like just some of the stuff that he says. He's um quite manipulative anyway, and I feel like if that if you was to spend more time in that life with him, he'd just constantly be very manipulative to his wife. Oh wow! Okay, because you—because I was going to say, isn't he the one being manipulated? Um, he there's like some of the like the comments that he says, and it's like obviously it's very short, and you can't really pick much off. But from from me, I'm like that's something that someone who is very manipulative would say to their partner. So I already feel like from from that moment, and because I was like, it took me a few seconds to really like a few minutes to realize oh this is the joker <laughs> and it wasn't until until he sort of like said something i was like oh my god that's so manipulative but i was like uh and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so like i don't know it just felt really weird i feel like i could have had that story without the wife and kid the wife and unborn child and it still hit the same if that makes any sense I see what you're saying. I, yeah, I'd never, un, until you're like, um, now that you're saying it, it's like, okay, I'm looking back at it uh, different. I don't know. Did do you feel the same, Annabelle? Um, I don't know. This was, I've, I've always been, the Joker for me has always been a very interesting character. I love, I'm always, I'm interested in why a villain is a villain. You know, I was doing research into villains in general for this paper I was writing. Yeah. I was writing. And, we, my brother and I were discussing like villains get broken down into their elects where they don't actually think they're a villain. They just think the hero is idealistic. Um, and that's like Lex, Thanos, where they don't see themselves as the villain. They just see themselves as, I have this idea, you just need to get on board with it. And then there's crazies. where <laughs> <laughs> They're just crazy. And that's why they are, they're a villain. And then there's the people who they know they're bad. They don't care. They just want to, watch the world burn and the joker to me has sometimes fits into all three categories where 
he wants to so that's why he's always been an interesting villain to me because is he actually crazy or is he just a high functioning sociopath <laughs> is, is the joker crazy you know because that there's he, he skates a line but some of the things that he says are exceptionally intelligent but then for, for so for me this book where he that that quote for me that i have i have it as one of my favorite quotes where he's just like you can just take the exit into madness such a seductive thing to do when like life is so overwhelming you lean into the madness but it's almost for him where he's able to still access his intelligence where he's still clever enough to almost because he use... reasons these points yeah. that he makes and a crazy person wouldn't reason the joker is able to almost flip both sides of it which is why it's just like when people are like oh batman's biggest villain is just a clown but he's so much he's just such an intelligent you can just like say it like that, but it's it's so much more than that, which is why Joke for me has always been one of my favorite villains. It's because he's such an interesting character. And this really brought that home to me, where his backstory and why he slipped into madness and the whole idea of um one bad day of becoming someone like the Joker, where life is too unbearable that you choose madness instead. And yeah, I, I like what you say about, um, it's almost like he, he well I suppose he does like he chooses the madness so he gets Mm -hmm. to choose which bits of everything he keeps if that makes sense yeah and it's it's almost like you have to be hyper because like some people would just sink into the madness and they can't come back from it Mm. he's even saying I can't come back but he knows some part of him is rational enough to understand that yeah that he's chosen this path yeah and I guess that's the idea of the giving him the backstory as a means to explain why he's chosen this path and yeah i do like that idea of sort of one bad day and it is it's quite uh seductive like anyone could be me exactly given the right conditions and i guess to him because then coming back to the present day of the story his aim in this story is to show batman that you're essentially just like me um, yeah. I think and later on when they do meet, so to speak, he does kind of go over that, that, you know, we're, we're the same. And his idea is I'm going to use Commissioner Gordon. I'm going to break him. Coming back to Barbara, that's <laughs> that's part of um, sort of that plot. I'm going to sort of destroy what, what you love. I'm going to take you. I'm going to break you. And I'm going to show Batman that this is what can happen. You can just be like me. I'm not like I'm not different from anyone else. And I feel watching this, watching this before the pandemic, I might have thought about it one way, watching this after the <laughs> pandemic, and particularly as I've pointed out, just that period we were in where people were fighting over toilet paper. That, oh yeah. yeah. People um, slipped into that madness that we're just, we were referring to. Exactly. I'm going to say again, is, is Joker right? Like, you know, we just sort of one bad day from uh, punching in the next man or woman for some toilet paper. I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, uh, yes. Probably. Probably. I fear the answer is yes. I just want to add that I think, I don't know if I'm reading too deeply into it because I'm a DC stand, but I think... That's what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> I think what they've proven is both is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joker, his 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 story isn't te- isn't that complicated. He wasn't tortured. He wasn't this. His What happened to him was tragic, but commonly tragic. Like that could happen to other people where they've lost a family member and... You know, they've done something bad. 
that isn't like such a complicated backstory where they were kidnapped, they were trafficked. Doesn't it, it's not yeah, like yeah. It's, <laughs> story. It's, yeah, it's averagely bad, that. you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's averagely bad, and he turned into this person. And what happens to Gordon, his daughter? That's also bad, but he didn't. So they're showing it's the, like the dichotomy of both stories where you can become the Joker, an average guy who has like he's down in his luck, he's lost, like he's not getting the jokes or whatever. He becomes a Joker. Or you can be Commissioner Gordon where those bad things still happen to you, but you can choose not to be mad. So I think mm. they actually showed that you might, you might be one bad day from becoming the Joker or you might be one bad day from not. So they, I think they showed that in this story where an average person can become the Joker or not. Mm. I feel like, so I feel very similar, but like just a little little step further. Um, like <laughs> You're like, like you have a choice. You can either become the Joker or you can become Batman. Like they both had one chose one thing I would and be one Batman thing. in this situation. I would definitely choose <laughs> Batman. <laughs> like, but exactly, exactly what you're saying. Like there's a choice there. Um, but then I also feel like, like I said, I feel like the the even in this, like the Joker was already problematic. He wasn't one bad day away. He was just a problematic person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think to that point about Commissioner Gordon, there is a a line when he's rescued by Batman where as Batman's chasing after uh Joker, Gordon says uh to sort of go after him and he says, I want him brought in and I want it done by the book. You have to. We have to show oh, him our line. way our way works. And that's like yeah. to your point about here's a man who has been through some stuff that the Joker's put him through. And yet he still kept his sanity and that even Joker just before was saying like, there is no sanity clause. So, you know, there's, <laughs> but there's always madness and you can just step outside and close the door and all those dreadful things that happened, that you can lock them away forever. And yeah, he's showing those two different characters that respond to similar sort of traumatic circumstances, but responding in a different way. And then there's Batman who, yeah, is, is his own version of this is what I'm, this is what <laughs> I'm doing Batman. with my trauma. So. <laughs> the other reason, like, I I like this, uh, and we're going to get to the ending, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that, but is this is a story that has influenced recent, I say recent now, the Dark Knight is like quite old now, but <laughs> Dark Knight and Joker, uh, so which is more recent. So uh, two really important and well-received interpretations and different interpretations of the Joker character um, that have been sort of influenced in some way by this story. So I know for uh, Christopher Nolan, who's mentioned the Killing Joke has influenced this story. And um, the Joker writer-director Todd Phillips has also stated that Joker's descent into uh, psychopathy and madness as a nihilistic, dark-humoured and psychotic criminal after an unsuccessful career as a stand-up comedian, which is kind of the, the whole story of that so we saw this story influence two different uh, interpretations of the joker differences that i saw uh, and you can both tell me what you think about this is in the dark knight we saw the more rational joker because like annabelle annabelle says even though in the dark knight heath ledger's interpretation was just doing all this this randomness and he's like uh, coming up with uh, different stories for his backstory and all like different and uh, he's like the unreliable uh, narrator like because it doesn't matter but when you listen to him 
he he's actually very well thought out. And even the begin, beginning of that film, where it starts off with that heist in a bank, and you see that everyone's in a Joker or a, a clown mask, uh, and you see like the Joker has kind of used almost the the characteristics of your average robot that will turn on the other person uh, as a means to get rid of his competition and and prove a point. So it's all about proving a point. Whereas in Joker, you see a different interpretation where this is very much the person who just had you know life has just gotten down and down and down to the point where it just doesn't matter uh anymore and he's more reactive uh rather than the dark knight who is more sort of proactive in a way is that do what do you think about that i'd agree yeah joker's characters are so fun to for it's so fun to watch people play with with how the joker can be interpreted yeah how fun of fun of a character the joker is to watch people's different interpretations of it and i don't think like i don't have a favorite because it's just so interesting because there are so many different things that can be done with joker yeah what do you think annabelle i i'm on the i mean i want to lean into because i love 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 the dark knight trilogy um it's one of my favorite trilogies ever and that is high praise even as a dc stand that's still high praise. <laughs> <laughs> it was just i mean i'm a, a fan of christopher nolan and he's a i guess a genius level director yeah. to be honest um we brought all your stands together dc <laughs> christopher literally, nolan yeah. a fan of chris nolan i'm a huge fan of dc put them together and it was a recipe for absolute perfection <laughs> i did enjoy um Grack and felix phoenix's interpretation of the joker it was just i went i watched it twice in cinema when i was watching it i was feeling so smug <laughs> because <laughs> i was like yes because my father was like you know he's like marvel is as far away in dc the films that we've been making we you know because obviously i work at dc <laughs> are terrible and i just was so happy with this story yeah and it was so interesting it was it was a different take on the joker and that's what's really great about a character like the Joker. You can just play with it a little bit, you know, and, and, and it's still at the core, it's still the Joker's story. You know, that will always run true with every film and any any iteration, but it was it was also a bit different and I really liked it. And that he got the the Oscar for it was just like the icing on the absolute cake. Mm. <laughs> it was like, I told you so. I just was like, Okay, here we go. We're back <laughs> on top. Um um, yeah, I will give you that. The uh, Joker <laughs> was a film that was that was good ammunition for mm. for that uh, Marvel DC. It's like, oh, we got this big bullet, so right, <laughs> rocket. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just I really really liked it. I, I love I love them both, and just obviously to be honest, they both got the the Oscars for that. Yeah, yeah. Ledger got the Oscar for the Joker's. Obviously, play the Joker. Get there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I did. I definitely like both interpretations. And I think one of the things I like, speaking of uh, of Heath Ledger, that I didn't fully appreciate until, well, actually, until watching Joker and then also reading um, The Killing Joke, is when he was given sort of multiple versions of how he got his scars. And I didn't fully pick up on it on first watch of the dark knight but i i I love it because it's so messed up (laughs) because it's ultimately like nothing matters 
it just doesn't matter. I'm going to tell you a different story each time. And it's just so, yeah, I thought that was so well done. And it kind of, again, comes from that character of, uh, of the Joker. One just random uh, funny thought I, uh, as I was watching it is uh, that in the flashback when they were getting ambushed by security in that, um, in that plant, and uh, I think one of the criminals, when Batman shows up, he just says, hey, it's that human bat guy. I'm like, you should never work in marketing. You're a terrible actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly Batman. Like, it doesn't take a genius. <laughs> so just, uh, yeah, poor, poor guy. But that's how you get into those situations. All right, so before we, uh, before we wrap, uh, I do want to touch on the ending of both the animation and the graphic novel, where, mm. uh, as I talked about in the recap, we see Batman and the Joker share a joke, laugh over a joke, uh, and end with only one of them still laughing. So do we think that Batman kills the Joker in this story? I mean, it's split people. Like, there's, like, you whole YouTube videos over this. I know. Um, <laughs> so which side of the line are you on? I'm the side of the line of no. Oh. I don't think Batman would do it after what Gordon said. I oh, think that's he, a good point. You know, it, he, would, um, he, he wants to. Because it's just like when 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 hmm. will this madness end? And he really wants this madness to end. But it's for Gordon. He wouldn't do it, and it's for Gordon, which is why I don't think he would cross that line. And not for himself, but because it's like it means something more to the commissioner, and he would respect that more than anything else. Batman uh, okay, that's quite convincing. Uh, ooh, I might have swapped. I might have swapped. Uh, Tazzy, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I don't think he killed him, and mine's not like because Gordon, but that 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 kind of like just adds to it. I might take it and just give it like use it to stack onto my point, um, but <laughs> kind of like believe Batman on his word because <laughs> he said he doesn't want to kill him, and he wants it to end without one of them dying so i'm like well then he didn't kill him <laughs> okay he had him why would he kill him with the police were on that were like man all right all right um <laughs> so i god when i when i read it uh i didn't think he had and for a long while i didn't but then as i'm looking at it, particularly i feel the the comic is slightly less ambiguous because in the comic it's clearly like the way they've depicted the, the laughing, the ha ha ha, it's like very bold and vivid. And then yeah. it clearly stops. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then just watching it and watching it. And then earlier on where Batman does say, so he, he does say like, you know, he'd been thinking about how this is going to end and who will end up killing who. Yeah. And he's at, uh, so to quote him, he said, perhaps you'll kill me, perhaps I'll kill you, perhaps sooner, perhaps later. You know that, don't you? I just need to know for when the time comes that I've made a genuine attempt to talk things over, to try and avert the inevitable. I, uh, I, also, this was a story written by Alan Moore, and I just feel he's the type of character that would write a story where Batman kills uh, Joker. So now I'm going to stay on this side of the line. I feel, I feel this is a story where Batman kills the Joker, and I'm going to... I'm going to throw a curveball out here. <laughs> God, and goes to say the reason why the ending is ambiguous is to 
question it's not about whether batman killed the joker or not it's whether you are batman or the joker and the question lies with what do you choose because it's like questioning your own disposition rather than what happens in the story i'm i'm the killer (laughs) (laughs) that's what you're trying to say (laughs) yeah it's like which which what choice do you make if you're if everyone's one bad day away what is your are you choosing madness or are you choosing to stick to your morals just for what that's quite that is quite (laughs) careful go away think about what i just said now (laughs) what does that what does that mean ah tazzy i feel i'm gonna give you this book to read I'm going to see if you change your mind or not. See if it... I don't know. I've got it open in front of me right now. And like there's Batman's shoes and there's the Joker's and there's, he, there's still Batman laughing. And then there's none of them. Both of their shoes disappear. Oh, is it both? Yeah. Ah, both. okay. Maybe they're both like, um, like hallucinating it. Oh, <laughs> it was all a dream. Their feet disappear at the same time. And then there's there's just the rain. Uh, there's also a YouTube video which discusses this. I'm going to put in the show notes and uh, just to confuse people more. But I, I like and hate the curveball that Tazzy has thrown in there. <laughs> I do like that curveball. Yeah, that is uh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end this conversation just as ambiguously <laughs> as the comic does. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, give us your feedback if you feel that Batman does kill Joker. Also, keep in mind, we've now established it will reflect on you. (laughs) Let us know your thoughts. And with that, we're going to go into this week's storytelling tip. Each time we do a deep dive on the podcast, I like to pull out a storytelling tip for others to consider when making their stories. And this is a consideration from someone who also creates stories and likes to learn from the techniques or mistakes of others. So for today's episode, I want to discuss making good use of plot devices and keyword being good. So we've spoken about the use of Barbara Gordon and how she is, well, problematic. There's no other way to put it, really. Barbara is a plot device. Now, a plot device in itself is not necessarily a bad thing. Stories themselves are contrived, so any work of fiction will depend on an audience suspending disbelief. But a bad implementation of a plot device can result in snapping your audience out of that suspension of disbelief and focus on the problem instead of the story itself. The original issue with the killing joke here is that the source material wasn't enough to fill a standard runtime. So that story needed to be extended to fill the 75 minutes of the animation. But the solution that was executed was a bad one. And before we go any further, let's talk about what is a plot device. We're talking about a narrative technique that moves your plot forward. They're best when organic to the world and the characters that you've created. And when done well, things just feel right. Barbara doesn't have much of a presence in the story once Batman's pursuit of the Joker starts. And to be fair, this is how it plays out in the source material. But having committed to spending time to give Barbara more of a backstory, there could have been more done to do so without completely undercutting her dramatic value to that story. If the need was to extend the story, there could have been other ways to go about it. So for example, they could have focused on using Barbara the character to show a different perspective 
on Joker's central idea of one bad day being enough to push anyone over the edge of insanity. Or maybe we could have seen more on Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum as another example. Either way, the intentions were good, but the execution was one that seemed to double down on an already problematic character portrayal. So plot devices are used all over stories, and some have been used so well that they become tropes or cliches. For example, it was all a dream, deus ex machina, or as we have here, the concept of fridging. This is something that's seen in Deadpool 2's handling of the Vanessa character, the love interest for Deadpool. She is the unfortunate victim of fridging, which refers to a frequent trope in which female characters experience some kind of violence or death solely in order to give the male lead a motivation in the story. So obviously you want to avoid this. Plot devices should be introduced to enhance your core story. Avoid introducing characters or other story elements just to cover up a failing in the story. In this case, not having enough material to fill the desired runtime. You want to think about how the character you are introducing actually impacts the whole story, its themes and its arcs. Make them a part of the story, not a fix for it. A well-conceived plot device should emerge from the concept, genre, story or characters. It's about either driving your plot forward, enhancing characterization or both. So here are some examples of familiar plot devices that you may want to consider for your story. This is definitely not an exhaustive list, but some of the things that I think are worth considering. Number one is Chekhov's gun. This covers the plot device of foreshadowing, where something that you have shown or planted early in your story later takes on important dramatic significance. So some history, the name stems from Russian playwright Anton Chekhov's belief that everything you put into your writing should have a dramatic purpose. So if a gun appears in your story, then it should be used at some point. There are many examples of this in Knives Out, including the actual chair that is made from knives. I won't say any more to avoid spoilers there. Number two, red herrings. These are crucial for suspense stories. They are deliberately placed pieces of information that make your story's audience jump to wrong conclusions. This enables the story's writers to create plot twists and build suspense as readers attempt to solve the story's central mystery and are kept guessing along the way. It's a plot device that is related to Chekhov's gun as without some red herrings along the way, the easily spotted gun will lose its impact. So an example of this is seen in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, where Servus Snape is used as a red herring. Number three is the MacGuffin. This is often used in thrillers and uh, more than a few comic book movies. A MacGuffin is a motivating force, either an object or a goal, that the lead characters are in pursuit of. They don't always have the deepest explanations and it's often, rightly or wrongly, just enough that the characters we care about care about the MacGuffin. So Alfred Hitchcock, who popularised the term, said it was the thing that the spies are after but the audience doesn't care. Examples of this are seen in Justice League and the Mother Box or Avengers and the Infinity Stones, although I'd say they are better executed in Avengers, just my opinion. And number four is the race against time. This one creates a good sense of narrative momentum by creating a sense of impending disaster as your characters attempt to resolve the story's key problem within a limited time frame. 
So typically your characters will be racing to avoid a catastrophic level event from occurring, but it doesn't need to be world ending as long as it's of the highest importance to your characters. This is actually a plot device I'll be using in a future My Matter story, The 11th Hour. It's a story where the main characters have to race to solve the mystery behind these ancient timepieces and stop a would-be dictator before elections end and time runs out for the land of Tempura. Other examples uh, include Avengers Endgame and on the extreme end in the TV series 24, which was one of my favourites, but yeah, very time sensitive and every episode was a race against the clock. And that's your storytelling tip for this week. There'll be a video version of this storytelling tip on YouTube. And as always, you can send us your storytelling tips and we'll read them out on the show. So whether it's a comic, a manga, video game, book or something else, send them to feedback at myamada.com or join our Discord and let us know there. And before we wrap, let's find out what our guest has or will be up to. So we don't have any questions from our listeners this this episode, but if you do want to send us in any questions or feedback, you can do so by contact us, contacting us on feedback at mymadder.com, in our Discord or on social media, at mymadder on Twitter, at mymaddertees on Instagram or at Tazzy on both but before we go, we'd love to hear more about what projects you have going on at the moment, Annabelle, and where everyone can find you. Um, first of all, thank you for inviting me to talk about DC. That's always a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, Melon Gamers is doing our Self Care Sundays and our 101 series. 101 series every other Thursday, our Self Care series every other Sunday, along with our usual streaming activities that's what we're currently focusing on this year so please do check it out at melangamers.com or melangamers or on twitch or any social media platform well i say any but most of them to be fair tiktok twitter instagram all that good stuff i just got tiktok my matter did you oh we have a my matter okay yeah that's breaking that's breaking news uh i've <laughs> i i made it i gave it to the intern so i don't know i don't know what's happening with it but it's there yeah, it's definitely yeah. there there's nothing on it yet, but stay stay tuned. Stay tuned. I don't I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna stay tuned because he, he knows what's going on. He got bullied into TikTok as well, actually, by Adam. So that's <laughs> what it was. Get with the times kind of thing. But um but yeah, thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed it and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure uh getting your your DC stan insight. <laughs> and we will have um relevant links in the show notes yeah definitely so thanks yeah thanks again for uh joining us uh i'm yeah it's given me a lot to think about this this episode about the nature uh, of my own nature that's what i'll be thinking about so uh thanks for joining us and if you enjoyed this episode of story x story make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode um, also give us a rating on apple podcast a five-star rating hopefully helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussion uh don't forget to check out our own stories on the my matter website so we've got a number of titles currently available 
and are working on the next release series through the fog coming in summer you can also join the gamepad discord and check out our new studio 77 membership for exclusive access to gamepad events and content from the maya matter universe other than that uh, we release new episodes on thursdays that include creator interviews video game discussions and deep dives into stories across pop culture you can always give us a shout directly our email address is feedback at mymatter.com and our website with links to subscribe is mymatter.com forward slash story x story so thank you for tuning in until next time stay safe and uh yeah stay away from madness people or dive <laughs> right into it who knows i don't know